We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. All right, let's get our other Facebook groups in here before it's officially to kick off. So the show solo today, the solo show, the show low slow. All right, we got both groups. Welcome in. Give us a second to, to breathe a little bit and have a little bit of coffee. Good stuff. Well, welcome in, guys. It's Thursday morning, April 6th, 2023, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall, running solo again. Scott's out there uh, enjoying family vacation. I guess we'll allow it. He can go run and play now as long as I can go run and play in the summertime and the early fall. So it's all good, but we're going to talk a little bit of Broncos today. We're going to have a, a shorter show. There's not too much to talk about, but I did find some interesting information. Um, Mel Kuyper had a conference call uh, somewhat recently, and he listed, I think it was, 14 or 15 prospects that you uh, could consider or that he would consider for the Broncos day two and day three. And a number of the guys are deep, uh, deep prospects. I guess I'll put it that way, you know, round six, round seven kind of guys as well, but some interesting names here uh, that we're going to get through. And of course, as always, if you guys have anything that you want to talk about, uh, get it in the chat. Uh, we'll always have a fun conversation with you guys. If there's anything that you have uh, burning questions or something you want me to dig into, I'll do the best I can as always. And, uh, Forgive me if uh, you know I have to take a little breaks here and there because on Tuesday after I did the solo show, which ran for like 55 minutes, uh, my my voice was a little bit gone and sore. So uh, don't don't want to mess with that too much. So a little shorter today, maybe a few more coffee sips in there as well. But uh, good morning to everybody. Good morning, Kevin Gray says morning Broncos country. Nick Scott, not so much news. I don't know what I think about the new uniforms. Denver Broncos for life, MHH for life. I don't think there's actually been the concept revealed yet, has there? I think. Uh, the talking about, it seems like it's going to be pretty obviously white helmets. Uh, what does the rest of it look like? I don't think they don't have new jerseys coming. So they're going to wear the color rush with the white helmets. So they're going to wear their swooshy orange jerseys. They're going to wear the white jerseys with it. All right. Yeah. The way jerseys, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I think I'd probably like the all whites personally. Is that if that's allowed? Uh, but I don't hate it. I'm excited to see it. Uh, and I'll judge it once I, once I do see it though, I'm, I am about the uniform aesthetic. I'm not above that by any means. Uh, Jeremy Sean coming in saying, morning, Nick. Can we get some more knocks besides mocks besides money? They are great to learn about potential prospects. Maybe we'll get into another one today. Uh, if not, then I know that um, 
Carl is dying to do on Tuesday night uh, for uh, the uh, Building the Broncos show. So we're definitely going to get into some. It's an easy way to kill some time. I'm just worried about running the mock while looking at the chat as well. I don't want any tomfoolery going on in there. Jamal Killings, morning Broncos country. I'm ready for the season to start. Oh, Jamal, we got a long way to go, buddy. <laughs> we got a long way to go for that. But uh, draft is coming up, so we'll be excited and uh, get some new players in the building and then just ramping up to, to the season. It's you know it's just, Everything's just a little bit of foreplay until we get off to the regular season. Zach Powers, morning, morning. Oh, there's the sign. Coffee. There we go. Ah, oh, man, good stuff. Good to see you, Zach. Our guy, Mark Schrader. We always love Mark. Mark is a great dude. Always appreciate you. He always comments and uh, comments on my uh, my dog photos, so he's he's good in my book. But <laughs> my dog, Summit. Uh, Mark says, good morning, all. Good morning, Nick. Good morning to you. And then Mark comes in with a $15 super. Getting it going, Mark. We appreciate you. Says, good morning. What are your thoughts on Connor McGovern? Does he fit, and is he worth it? Uh, what will it cost? I think anybody, and you're talking about Connor McGovern, who played for the Denver Broncos, originally drafted out of Missouri, and then went to the New York Jets for a number of years. Uh, I would pay him to come in, sure. I mean, there's Broncos could use another uh, center, no doubt. I'm not the biggest proponent of Lloyd Cushenberry. Uh, so if they could bring in somebody uh, to compete with him, I don't know what exactly what his market would be. I can't imagine it's much at this point. Uh, maybe one year, three million, one year, four million, something like that. I would be totally for that. I'm solidify the room. He has some positional versatility as well. Can play a guard. Uh, I think that'd be a great move uh, for the Broncos. I just can't imagine him getting that much. So maybe he's somebody, and it seems like things have really slowed down on the free agency front. There'll be a wave after the draft when teams like, okay, well, we could go center or wide receiver or blah, 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 or edge rusher. Oh, we didn't get that guy until like the sixth round. Let's go turn around and sign Justin Houston. Let's go sign Melvin Ingram. Let's go sign Yannick Ngakwe, Ben Jones, Rodney Hudson, Connor McGovern, et cetera, et cetera. So again, I would like to do it before the draft personally. That way you don't have to worry about it at all and just take the best guy. Uh, but uh, I would be, I would be definitely be for it. So thanks for the question and the super chat, Mark. We really do appreciate that. If you guys are joining us on Facebook today, uh, make sure you can hit the, uh, do the super chats. But if you can't do that, click the thumbs up on the way in. I really would greatly appreciate that. We got our guy, Bruce McKinnis coming in. And thanks again, Mark, $15 all to me. It's because he loved me, not Scott. Scott's off doing, you know, drinking butter beers at uh, Universal Studios, Harry Potter World or something. But uh, no, Miss Scott, hope he's doing well. We talk still on Twitter a lot. Uh, Bruce McGinnis, good morning, everyone. Nick, thoughts on Sean Clifford, uh, the Penn State quarterback. Maybe he's worth drafting late if we uh, trade back and gain another sixth or seventh. Yeah, he's a uh, decent athlete, solid arm motion. Uh, I think he's a little bit not he's great. He's not great with his feet. Uh, not always the most consistent. It can lead some the feet can lead to some uh, accuracy issues. But sixth or seventh, I mean, Broncos are going to be looking for a quarterback. They're not going to have the picks they currently have. Without a doubt, there'll be an assortment of other selections. Wouldn't be surprised at all if there's an additional sixth or seventh, or the sixth they have right now is moved on into a different spot. But Sean Clifford makes some sense. Uh, he, I was always impressed with Sean Clifford as a, a toughness uh, player. I think that Penn State team really did rally around him and liked him. I do know that in uh, Happy Valley, there's a lot of excitement for the, I think there'll be a redshirt freshman starting there this year, Drew Aller. So I think everybody was kind of ready to, like they like Sean Clifford, but they're ready to move on because uh, Penn State is a recruiting, I wouldn't say a powerhouse, but they're, they should be up there with like Michigan and Michigan State. And they've kind of been a tier below here the last couple seasons. I guess Michigan State stunk last year, but pretty good two years ago. Uh, but 
yeah, Sean Clifford, I'd be cool with him uh, round six or round seven. Good athlete can come in and do some of those uh, quarterback option things that Peyton loved to do with Taysom Hill. Certainly an option. I think the Broncos maybe even brought him in uh, for a workout too. So uh, Clifford did pretty good. I mean, Clifford, it doesn't always work out this way, <laughs> of course, but Clifford played well enough that it caused, or they thought highly enough about Sean Clifford that they moved on from Will Levis at Penn State, who then ends up going to Kentucky. So and there's obviously some talent there uh, for Sean Clifford. We got Mike Gibbons coming in saying, Mike, or did I say Sean Gibbons? Mike Gibbons coming in saying, good morning, y'all from North Carolina. Go Broncos. Good morning to you, Mike. We hope you're doing well. Rob Bucksbaum coming in saying, good morning, gentlemen. How is Mims not thought of higher? Could use one of our thirds on him, don't you think? If you're talking about Marvin's, Marvin Mims Jr., I'm assuming wide receiver from Oklahoma. Absolutely. I think he's somebody who could go pick like 63 all the way to pick 85, uh, late two to mid three. Uh, he's a... He's a talented player. Uh, Oklahoma's offense kind of <laughs> fell apart last season. I can't even remember who their quarterback was. Uh, some It was a transfer player who was pretty good at his last stop, but you know, obviously a huge drop down from Caleb Williams and, of course, losing Lincoln Riley. Uh, so Mims production fell a bit, but he's a really good down-the-field player. He's fast. Uh, he's shifty. I think good, really good round three, round four, or yeah, round three kind of option for the Broncos that they certainly could be considering. I got like three wide receivers in that area that make a lot of sense to me for the Broncos, stylistically speaking, Marvin Mims, Tyler Scott, and uh, uh, Reed from Michigan state as well. But uh, yeah, Mims is Mims is a damn good player. He's a lot of fun highlight real tape uh, down the field, uh, specifically in 2021 when he was paired with Caleb Williams and some Spencer Rattler as well. Dave Glassman, happy Thursday. Hope you're doing well, Dave. We got silver Yoshi coming in saying, what's up, Nick? Not too much. Just, uh, Today begins the onslaught of rain and cold in Seattle. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to not rain again. Or there's, there's forecast in the rain every single day until a week from now. So, and it's going to be cold too. Our, our typical high this time of year is 60, uh, I think it's 65 maybe. And I think we don't even get like above 50. I, I don't know. It's going to be cold and wet. So kind of miserable, but that's okay. More time to watch football and hang out with you guys. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Albert Knoppers. Morning, Nick. Morning to you, Albert. Good to see you. Michaela Israel saying good morning, Nick. I ordered my Broncos for breakfast mug last night. Love to see it. Thank you so much, Michaela, for supporting us. Hope you're doing well. I hope Cooper's doing well, too. Hello, Coop. Uh, Dom Harmio coming in saying good morning, Nick. Let's go Dodgers and let's go Lakers, even though we lost last night. I'm really glad that you're a Bronco fan, too, Dom, because I'm not here for the Dodgers and the Lakers. <laughs> but uh, other than that, you know, you're still cool in my book. It's just a sports team. As long as you're not a Nebraska Cornhusker fan or a Chicago Cubs fan. No, I'm just, those are the two I'm not so good with. But uh, appreciate you coming in. Um, Sylvia Yoshi and some of the six or seven round guys could follow the UDFA that we could sign. Absolutely. I mean, it's really hard to predict the draft, right? And once you get a sick round five on, like half of the guys could be a lot of the guys that are drafted could have just as easily wound up uh, undrafted free agents. Sometimes like agents would prefer their guy as an undrafted free agent compared to a seventh round pick because they can then negotiate contracts and choose the better fit. Uh, so the, it'll be fun to follow. And we'll get into some of these guys from uh, Mel Kuyper here in a second. Uh, we got Richard Miles coming in saying, good morning, Nick, and Denver Broncos fan. Hope all is well. Have you tried steroids? I've never tried steroids, Aki Dragon. I don't. I say no to drugs, um, <laughs> besides some alcohol sometimes. But uh, no, it, it's uh, not, <laughs> not done steroids. Robbie Red, this, yeah, look at those guns. Steroids for sure. Robbie Red coming in saying, good morning, bro. Thanks for making my Zoom calls a little easier to deal with. Well, uh, hopefully, you know, one, one in the background here, one on Zoom. Um, I'm going to just, Robbie, are you paying attention? Robbie, you're on, you're on the zoom call. No, giving you a hard time, Robbie. Thank you for coming in. Clayton here on morning Broncos country, smash that like button and share the show on his way to the gym. Oh, talking about steroids. There we go. Clayton. appreciate you. Jesse coming in. Good morning, Broncos country. Our guy, Facebook user saying, sub Nick, how come my name doesn't show up from Facebook? Lord, if I only knew, um, you can say your name in the chat if you want, but I have no idea. Maybe it's something in your privacy settings. I have no idea, uh, but uh, appreciate you coming in. Uh, hope you're doing well. Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, good morning, Nick. I'm Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. A big Buckham to you too, Michael. We hope you're doing well. Uh, we got James saying, I am for being the good guys with the white hats. A little uh, Westworld reference there. That's uh, I'm okay with the white helmets. I mean, they could do it, they could do it poorly, but uh, we'll see how it looks out. Uh, we got our guy Lance coming in saying, good morning from Prosper, Texas. Hi, Solo, Nick Kendall. Uh, I appreciate that Han Solo is uh, not not Hans. Han Solo is definitely the uh, the coolest character in uh, Star Wars, so I'll take it. I don't know if I live up to Harrison Ford, but uh, appreciate that. Benjamin Flores, what's up, Nick? Go Broncos and F the Raiders. I'm here for the F the Raiders, yeah, and the Chiefs. There we go. Zach Powers coming in saying, what team fits your team-building philosophy the most? Detroit, Atlanta, hate to say Seattle. <clears throat> hmm. I mean, Seattle's done a lot of good things uh, under Pete Carroll. Very defensive, uh, heavy philosophy. He changed his defensive scheme uh, tad over the last couple seasons where he left that very static uh, showing your hand before the snap cover three because it was getting shredded in today's NFL. So I give Pete Carroll credit for that as well. Team building philosophy. I mean, God, it's hard not to say San Francisco, right? I think that's the the answer here. Uh, They have an incredible scheming coach who maximizes his quarterback, no matter who it is. They have a solid rotation continuously, of uh, coaches who are getting plucked elsewhere. And then San Francisco is then bringing in compensatory picks for players and coaches that leave. And also they do a really good job in the draft. I mean, they continually draft defensive line and edge rushers and figure out the rest and identify talent that fits their scheme in the back seven without having to utilize premium resources uh, on that on them in the back seven. 
even at cornerback. I don't know if I'm jive with him as much at the cornerback, although they did play Chadavius Ward last uh, last season, but uh, they did pay him. But uh, I think San Francisco is the the model right now that I would want to replicate because they seem like the most quarterback independent and draft savvy and just maximizing uh, opportunities every which way. The other one would have been the Ravens uh, before I would have said that. Uh, they did a really good job underneath uh, Ozzie Newsome for a number of years there, DaCosta assistant. Uh, but the Lamar Jackson situation has been a little bit ugly. I don't really love that so as much. So San Francisco, I think also. I mean, just the the toughness that they play with in the trenches. I mean, they're they're awesome. Oh, and the other one, of course, is the Eagles. I mean, what Howie Roseman does in the draft and free agency every year, maximizing value positions, trading back and getting future draft capital at a in, a plus interest. So like he trades, like I'll trade you a third round pick this year for uh, a fifth and then a second round pick in next season. Okay, well, guess what? That second round pick's more valuable long-term than that third you just gave up. But a lot of teams are living in a more of a year-by-year basis because they don't have a lot of uh, job security, I guess, to, to be able to, to be giving up immediate value for later payoff. But I love what the uh, Eagles have done from a team-building philosophy too. And I love that they had a quarterback in Carson Wentz that they weren't sure about, so they go out and spend a second-round pick on a guy. I mean, unless you know you have the dude, continue to invest. So uh, Eagles and San Francisco are the two for me. Tim Durr coming in saying, good morning, Nick, and what's good, Broncos country? We're just chilling. We're hanging out. Miguel coming in here. We love Miguel. Says, Buenos Dias from New Mexico. Hope you're doing good, Miguel. We always really do love you coming in. We appreciate all the uh, support you give on the channel as well with the super stickers, superstars over on Facebook. And again, if you guys don't like Michael or Miguel or coming at those super uh, superstars on Facebook, hit the thumbs up. Maybe even hit two thumbs up. I don't know. Go to both Facebooks and click the thumbs up. We'd appreciate that. Keith Brackman coming in uh, saying, what's your thoughts on the uh, tight end being brought in for a visit? I've said it on the show many times. I think the Broncos could literally go any direction third round on the draft and it would make sense. Uh, they've done, I think, a good enough job in free agency that they could go cornerback and heck yeah, cornerback makes a lot of sense. The depth at cornerback is horrifying. Uh, they, they need another guy. They, they could go center. They need a starting center. Uh, they could probably get by with Lloyd Cushenberry being a weakness there. Not ideal, but you could get by for a season. Uh, but uh, tight end, Luke Musgrave, I mean, they're just looking to bring in weapons. And Musgrave is a supremely talented tight end from Oregon state son of Bill Musgrave son or grandson. I can't ever remember of Bill Musgrave longtime uh, coach. Musgrave is a great athlete. He's massive. He can do some down the field stuff. He's dealt with an injury last season. So maybe they're bringing him in as much to get more eyes and hands on him um, from a medicals perspective. Uh, but he is really talented. Um, this is a, this is a freaking awesome tight end class this year too. If you can maximize on that group and bring in somebody, if you want to be a more 12, 21 personnel heavy team uh, using more tight ends and fullbacks on the field, uh, condensing the formation a bit, trying to force teams to uh, surrender that too high safety shell, play more uh, base coverage, getting in tight ends in there and running the ball can be an effective way to do that. And if you can run out of those with those uh, more heavy defensive personnel, then that's even, I mean, that's even better. Not the most efficient, but uh, you got to make them believe that you can do it. So uh, Musgrave, really talented player, was awesome at the Senior Bowl. I think one of the better athletes at the Senior Bowl. If he was healthy this year, I think he'd probably be a no doubt top forty pick. But the injury kind of throws things in flux for me. I mean, God, I can the top six tight ends in this class are probably all better prospects than Greg Dulcich or uh, God, who was the guy from the guy that everybody wanted from Colorado State last year, whose name's escaping me. You guys can help me out on that one. Went to Arizona. Um, had an okay rookie season, but I think the top six tight ends in this year's class are all better than any tight end from last year's class. And we're talking 
Michael Mayer. We're talking Darnell Wright. We're talking Luke Musgrave. We're talking Dalton Kincaid. I should be saying the schools. I apologize. Michael Mayer, Notre Dame. Uh, Darnell Wright, Georgia. Dalton Kincaid, Utah. Uh, Luke Musgrave uh, from Oregon State. Sam Laporta, Iowa. Go Hawks. And uh, I really like Tucker Craft from South Dakota State. I don't think he's as good of an athlete as Dallas Goddard, but man, he is, he's a very good player. It was really fun to watch the Jackrabbits this season. Clayton, congrats to you. Bucks, number one seed. I'm not really an NBA guy. I grew up loving uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen in the Bulls, but the Bulls have not been very good. I don't really care too much. And if the Sonics, if the Sonics were out here, I'd be about it. Ryan saying morning, still dreaming about Trey Palmer. I'm still having nightmares about Trey Palmer burning my Hawkeyes. Uh, he's a really good pick. Would be a really good pick for the Broncos. Um, you got Blakes and can't wait to go watch the Broncos for his Vikings. I'm family friends with the Vikings offensive line coach. Chris Cooper? You friends with, is it Chris Cooper? Is he out there in Minnesota? Is that who you're talking about? Or is he the assistant offensive line coach? Let us know, Blake. Uh, but if it's Chris Cooper, who is obviously a really good player for the Broncos for a number of years, that would be amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. James, I don't want to talk about it, you dirty dog. <laughs> um, it's not your fault for being a Cards fan. It's right. Yeah, I know. I know. I've, I've been to the World Series three times, so I don't feel too bad. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know what this is about, Dom. I'm just razzing you about your team. Um, we got Dan Wilkett coming in. I hope Denver drafts the linebacker, Jack the Hammer Campbell. That would be amazing, uh, but we'll see. Diggs, BTW7, saying, hey, what's up, G? Hope you're doing well, Diggs, out there on Twitch. Uh Curious to see what the Cowboys look like this season. Feels like it's a uh, really a big season uh, for Dak Prescott. What they're doing there, and, you know, Zeke gone. What? Uh, congrats to you guys for keeping Dan Campbell, one of the better defensive coordinators in football. It will be uh, fun to see uh, what they do this year. And sorry, Ernie, I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys here. We got a Cowboys fan in here, and I want to be want to be cordial. I'm not here to talk smack, unless it's the Cubs or the Huskers. Uh, Ernie May is coming in saying hello, Nick. Good to see you, um, James. And some people visit guests. I think when this was said before. You have to log in and then click on the video from the group. Ah, I have no idea. James trying to help you out. Uh, Facebook user. Good morning. Go Broncos. Uh, we got our guy, Air Mason, saying, go Broncos. Good to see you. Keith Brugman saying the Steelers modeling too bad either. No, that's a good one also. However, using a first-round pick on a running back when their offensive line was absolutely hogwash was not something that I was uh, not about. But it will be interesting to follow them going forward. And you guys are right. It's Trey McBride. Trey McBride was a, a, a solid player. Sonics are in Oklahoma. No, they're not. That's like saying the the Baltimore Colts are in Indy. I guess they are. Uh, but teams move, and uh, that's not that's not my team. Gila Maples, good morning, Broncos country. Hope you're doing well. Blake saying, yeah, Chris Cooper is the reason I'm a Broncos fan. So you're friends with Chris Cooper. That's sick. Um, that's awesome. Uh, well, shout out, to, shout out to you. Shout out to Chris Cooper, a good player for a number of years. Always thought he was extremely 
uh, underrated on those Denver teams. It was unfortunate when he suffered that injury, but it seems like a good guy. Kyla Maple, super sticker coming in. 1999. God, we'd love to see. That's our biggest one today. Somebody get out the air horn. Kyla over on YouTube. Thank you so much, Kyla. We hope you're doing well. And uh, always do appreciate the support because, I, you know, this is all about me now. Sometimes you guys come in and it's, you know, could, it's, it's, do they love me or do they love Scott? No, no, today's about me. So I really do appreciate it. Miguel coming in saying, where do you see Zeke going after this year? The disrespect on running backs is insane. Third contract running backs, Miguel. I mean, Sometimes second contract guys still get out there and get paid, but third contract running backs are almost, uh, you know, non-existent in terms of their value. So uh, I don't know where he goes. It is kind of crazy. He hasn't been great there in uh, Dallas the last couple seasons. Still a solid back though. You'd love to add him to a rotation. And the Broncos are looking for, I would assume they're looking for another running back. I mean, I, I'm, I really am excited to see what Samaji Piran can do, but if you're going to run the ball as much as Denver seems like they want to run the ball, then you're going to need more capable bodies. Uh, does that mean, I mean, I think they're going to draft the running back and then bring in another one as well uh, after the draft. So could it be Zeke? Could it be Cream Hunt? Could it be Latavius Murray? We'll see. Uh, we got Derek Terrell coming in here. I don't recognize this name, but I want to give you a shout out saying great morning to be a Broncos fan. Every morning's a great morning to be a Broncos fan. We appreciate you coming in and saying hello. We got our guy Antonio saying with the elbow cough coming in. Antonio, be careful, man. It's a, uh, Sixth season is still out there. It's it's also a uh, guy also said uh, good morning, but it's uh, it's almost allergy season. So you guys got to be uh, got to be watching yourself. But uh, let's get into this. Um, first, Lance, lack of draft picks. Uh, do you think the Broncos will be able to bring in more free uh, undrafted free agents? I think the Broncos have like a crazy high number of players already on contract. Uh, so I don't think that they're going to have bring in a huge amount of undrafted free agents. I think they were coming into this offseason with like some of the most players already under contract for that 90 man roster that you need until you cut down to the 53, 55. I can't remember if they changed the number there. Uh, so I think that uh, you'll probably see a normal amount of undrafted free agents because they already had so many players under contract entering this off season. So, uh, but hopefully they'll get it done and hopefully they can find at least one uh, quality undrafted free agent that can make the roster and contribute to the team in some sort of fashion, but let's get into it here, guys. If you have any questions, continue to hit the chat. We appreciate Gila and Mark coming in with the supers, but, I found an article on DenverBroncos.com. Shout out to them. They do good work. Uh, I think it was from, maybe it's from Eric Dual. I'm not sure. It's a compiled article, but uh, we have Mel Kuyper's players to watch for the Broncos. Uh, and the article states, Broncos aren't slated to make their first pick until the 67th overall selection. There could still be some value in the third round and beyond. In a conference call, Mel Kuyper Jr., the godfather of the NFL draft of ESPN, uh, provided a slew of players who could provide good value for the Broncos, 67th, 68th overall picks, and beyond. <clears throat> so uh, he focused a lot of uh, linebackers, offensive line, and wide receivers. Um, so here's some of the ones that uh, potentially could be options here for the Broncos. Uh, compiled list, uh, according to DenverBroncos.com. First, Gary Neighbors coming in saying, Go Broncos country. Go Broncos country indeed, Gary. Hope you're doing well. Uh, first player listed um, on this uh, article is uh, Yasir Abdullah, linebacker from Louisville. Uh, Kuiper says that he's moving up the boards a bit. Uh, Yasir Abdullah is a really good athlete, tested extremely well at Louisville. Uh, he His biggest knock is that he's very small. Um, gosh, this will be great live television, but I can pull up his uh, his uh, mock draft, or yeah, mock draftable here. But I I remember him being like 6'2", 6'3". Oh my gosh, it's even shorter. Um, he's... 
Yeah, he's tiny. Uh, 6'1", 237th pound, 237 pounds, both in the second percentile for uh, edge rushers all time. So, and his arm length is 32 and 3 in the 10th percentile. So you're talking about probably just based on those uh, traits alone, probably somebody who's more of a round six, round seven player who, honest to God, um, from what I watched of him, might be somebody who could be a candidate to move to the uh, the off-ball position. I mean, he tests well, but that's where his size uh, mostly lines up. So Yasir Abdullah, Louisville. When we're talking Louisville, um, edge rushers, the guy for me is Yaya Diaby. I think he is the the better one there, maybe going to go round four, round five. Abdullah tested really well, but again, he tested well because he's a exceptionally small, <laughs> small player. But I mean, God, the athleticism speaks for itself. 40-yard dash of 4.47 seconds, 10-yard splits of 1.56, uh, broad jump of 129. I mean, those are great numbers for stack linebackers, let alone edge rushers. So maybe it could be a versatile piece. Maybe it could be a good um, special teams player as well. Uh, but he's somebody to uh, keep an eye on for the Broncos. I would say round six, round seven. I don't know if I'd touch him before then, given his size, unless, you know, you had some insight on him moving to the stack position, off ball, middle, whatever the hell you want to talk about it, and uh, move him there. Uh, we got our guy Dan coming in, saying any movement on Cream Hunt, our draft running backs, uh, TS in the third round. I don't know what TS is here, Dan. You have to help me out. Uh, running solo, sometimes the brain just... You know, it's the CPU is crashing, uh, but uh, Cream Hunt. I haven't heard any movement on Cream Hunt. He seems like somebody who might have to wait until after uh, the draft. A lot of teams spent money, and now they're sitting there, and they only have a little bit of money left. So those guys who are still out there might have to settle for shorter one-term contracts. If you are from a player on the field perspective, I'd be okay with uh, Kareem Hunt, but uh, I I can't speak to the off-the-field stuff. It looks bad, but. I don't have all the information there and uh, the players and the Broncos have to make decisions on that. Uh, Kenneth Johnson coming in saying morning guys. Uh, He says, uh, what do you think is the biggest sneaky need for the team? Something that doesn't seem like it, but also could definitely help in the later rounds. Later rounds makes this question a little different uh, because a sneaky need for the Broncos, in my opinion, is like backup offensive tackle and backup cornerback. Both of those are dreadful on paper for starters uh, specifically, or for somebody who can come in and start. Uh, so those are ones that are big time questions, but are you going to find somebody around six round seven that could be anything better than a undrafted free agent or street free agent at those spots? Maybe, but I don't, I don't know, man. Those are positions that typically it's pretty obvious who the haves and the have nots are in the draft and they go early. Uh, so <clears throat> as far as later rounds, sneaky need. I mean, I guess uh, running back is still a big one um, there. You could find <clears throat> late round running backs <clears throat> and it's tie into it. Excuse me. Uh, Dan Wilkert, uh, Wilkett comes in and says the TCU running backs. We must be talking about Con- Kendra Miller. He's somebody who could be a late round back. He played extremely well. Uh, I thought he really stepped up this season after, um, oh gosh, who was the running back that transferred? Maybe it was Zach Evans transferred from TCU to Ole Miss and then to watch TCU go on to the championship. I thought it kind of felt for Zach Evans there at Ole Miss. But uh, Kendry Miller played pretty well. He had a little fumble issues, uh, injury that you're going to have to be concerned about. But round five, round six, sure. Uh, he seems like a pretty good running back overall. The, has an overall pr- decent size, good like body type build that you're looking for for that position. And uh, could be a quality rotational back there that you're looking. So that's to answer both your questions there. Uh, it's a position that's a sneaky need. Just continue to add running back talent. Uh, running backs are needed but they're not necessarily valuable from a cost perspective but you got to be able to find them bring them in still air mason saying great job on the podcast today 
thank you very much. As you can tell, my voice is starting to <clears throat> kick out a little bit. It's a little bit of coffee sip here. Oh, man. Feels good. Feels okay. I'm <laughs> Dan Wilker coming in with the stars, I believe. Thank you so much, Dan. You love me. Uh, appreciate you. Kenneth, good morning. Is there any pass catching backs that we should target? Absolutely. And his name is Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. He is a do-everything back. He's the jack of all trades, the master of none. Big fan of him out of Georgia. He could be a really good option for the Broncos in there. The other one that I think is a great option uh, would be Evan Hull out of Northwestern. Broncos current running back coach, Lou Ayenu. I really apologize. I'm still trying to get some of the names. Now, if I don't have the list in front of me, just off the top of the head, I have a hard time sometimes. Um, but he was a Northwestern running back coach last season. He recruited Evan Hull, and now Evan Hull's in the draft. Connecting dots is not so hard sometimes. So we'll be... We'll be interesting to see if that happens. But round six, good pass catching back, uh, solid slasher. I, I would really like him. Uh, I've mocked him actually to the Broncos in my last mock draft. Peter Middleton coming in to say, how do you feel about the draft? As excited as usual, even without the picks? I'm excited because I get to hang out with you guys. Uh, would it be more fun if we had the fifth overall pick? Maybe, uh, but I'm still excited for the draft. Um, so, yeah, we got Blake coming in saying, I go to TCU and see Kenny Miller on campus a lot. It's small. He's 200 plus pounds straight of muscle. Yeah, he looks... He looks like a well-built guy. I'm typically looking for running backs around 25 to 225, um, 59 to 511, uh, maybe six foot. But those are the types of they just the most of the thousand plus yard carriers have that kind of body type, uh, unless they're <laughs> crazy Derrick Henry type. But <clears throat> that's the uh, I like Country Miller a good bit. Made the most of his opportunity, so it's great. Um, and also Dan Wilkert asking about Tajay Spears. Wrong school. It's okay. Yeah, Tajay Spears is from uh, Tulane. He's going to probably go. Mid third would be my assumption. Now he did suffer a ligament knee injury. That is going to be the biggest question mark uh, to him coming out of the draft. Did he pass his physicals? Is he off the board because of that knee injury for some people? Uh, but he's an interesting one to follow. He was killer. Maybe one of the best players at the senior bowl this year. Uh, they gave him the ball a heck ton at uh, Tulane. Go green wave. Biggest turnaround in college football history from one year to the next. I think they won two games and then went to 10 or 11, 12. I don't know. Tulane green wave though. Great school. Um, great program. I'm really impressed with what they did down there. And Tajay Spears is a huge part of that. I also love their linebacker, Dorian Williams, man. He is he's probably my second favorite linebacker in this class. Uh, I really love Drew Sanders too. He's fun. Maybe my third favorite linebacker in this class, but I really like Dorian Williams. Dominique Martin coming in saying hello to Nick and my entire Broncos family. No, Dominique, just only say hello to me. It's the Nick show today. Hello to Nick and Nick only. You've got to get some Ernie Mays energy in here. Uh, saying, hope I didn't miss too much. Yeah, I don't think you missed too much. Um, Ryan coming in and saying, what do you think about Jacob Martin still being on contract? Maybe a restructure. He's somebody that, uh, he's somebody that definitely could make a, make sense there. Um, I think you might keep him until after the draft. And if you, um, get a good edge rusher that you like in the draft, then somebody like a Jonathan or a Jacob Martin might be traded for cheap, but still plus capital, uh, coming back to you. Lance Johnson. Lance calling me out here saying who are a couple good players that are good football players that went on grit and instincts. Oh gosh. Off the top of my head, I typically don't love the non athletes, um, but uh, grit and instincts players in the upcoming draft class. Gosh, this is a good question. Lance, typically you see linebackers that are like this. Okay. I have one for you. Um, Ivan Pace Jr. is a pretty good one here from uh, University of Cincinnati. He is a linebacker, a little bit smaller, did not test great, um, but grit and instincts, you know, was really tremendous. Uh, had a great, um, did really great there. Um, 
this past season for or the last two seasons, honestly, for the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, he's somebody who stands out to me. Uh, grit and instincts that didn't test extremely well. I mean, Michael Mayer didn't test uh, phenomenally, but he's still going to be a really good tight end. He's got such a good uh, ability to catch the football, uh, really solid um, contested catch ability, strong player, two-way uh, blocking and um, receiving. He's not a crazy athlete out there. He doesn't win with like amazing fluidity or suddenness like a Dalton Kincaid. He's not the overpowering guy like a Darnell Washington or even the best of both worlds like a Luke Musgrave, but just overall extremely solid. Uh, and then I'm going to be honest with you, the positions you're typically looking for for the grit and toughness where you don't care as much about the athletic testing is linebacker, safety, interior offensive line. You're looking for some tough daddies, you know, some war daddies in there. Uh, Chris Smith, Georgia, is another one that stands out there uh, for me in that position. Not Didn't test extremely well, but somebody to keep an eye on out there for the position. Oh, Brian Branch also did not test extremely well. Uh, safety slash nickel um, from Alabama, but you watch this tape at, um, nickel this last season. And he was awesome. God, Brian branch. I think he had like a crazy number of run stops and tackles for loss. Uh, so those are some guys that just have crazy good instincts that, uh, you love them out there, even if they didn't test, uh, exceedingly well. So a couple of names to keep an eye on out there, uh, for those positions for the, uh, the Broncos. Um, so let's keep it going here. Um, where are we at? There we are. Um, do you think the Broncos will draft a center? Yes. If so, who do you think they will get? No idea. We'll see if John Michael Schmidt, Steve Avila, or uh, Joe Tipman come within range of the Broncos. If not, then you're talking about Olu Olu from Michigan, Steve Weipler, potentially an option there. Uh, maybe somebody a little bit further down. I thought Emilio Echior from Alabama was really impressive at the Senior Bowl, so that's somebody we could watch out for. Uh, Howler Bro Surf says, uh, realistically, if Russ it, do you think the roster is good enough to keep us out of the May and Williams territory? Yes. I don't think there's a chance in heck that the Broncos could be worse than they were last year from a record output and be in the Caleb Williams, Drake may uh, territory. So I think we can put that one to bed. Unfortunately, how I broke if Russ isn't playing well. I put instead him and captain the SS tank team and keep Russ healthy. They might have to do that for the contract perspective. Um, but uh, we'll see Mike Gibbons, 1999. You guys are killing it. Um, thank you so much. That's a big one for me. Um, helping it come in and uh, helping me keep the lights on. Maybe you'll even help me pay, pay for a new uh, rain jacket for this uh, hiking season. Uh, your knowledge on college would never cease to amaze me. Um, thing is, I'm just making it up. I don't know any of these guys. I just like, oh, I just blah, blah, blah. No, I'm, I do a lot of, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of tape. Um, and it's really crappy weather here in the Pacific Northwest from November through April. So I have plenty of time to sit in my butt and uh, watch college football tape. Also, my wife is working on her postdoctoral fellowship. And there's a lot of time where it's, hey, Nick, can you please go somewhere that's not here? and be quiet. <laughs> and uh, then I take the dog and go watch uh, some college football. So it's a good time. Um, so we got to keep going on this list here. Cause I'm already at uh, 30 minutes here. Um, the next one on the list here for uh, Mel Kuyper in this uh, article from this conference call, he lists, uh, it's listed as the linebacker in this one, but he's more of an edge rusher. Uh, Andre Jones um, from Louisiana. He's very big player, former two-star recruit at Louisiana raging Cajuns. They had some pretty good talent out there uh, in uh, Louisiana. And he's, not a great athlete, a little bit stiff, pretty linear. I don't see any bend, really. I don't see overall great pop, but uh, somebody with good size and uh, has been statistically productive, which if you're talking, you know, day three, if you can find somebody who's got a big body type and can, has been statistically productive, they're worth taking a swing on. Uh, so maybe can be a special teams guy, a rotational player. I think he's probably borderline um, draftable. Maybe somebody who uh, 
makes the practice squad uh, year one rather than being on the roster, but uh, was, is a fun player. Um, no doubt. He's, he's massive. Um, let me uh, pull up the uh, mock draftable here just so we can get the actual size written down. But Andre Jones mock draftable bear with me Yeah, six foot four and five eighths arm length 34 and a quarter, man. Get that guy at tackle <laughs> and uh, overall at 250 pounds. I mean, he's, he's a big boy uh, for an edge rusher. So, Somebody to keep an eye on there for the Broncos. Listening to uh, Yasir Abdullah and then uh, Andre Jones Jr. And then other, the next player listed here from Wisconsin, somebody who gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies uh, just because he beat the absolute hell out of my Iowa Hawkeyes this last year, is uh, Nick Herbig, uh, the edge rusher slash linebacker from Wisconsin. He beat the absolute crap out of Iowa's right tackle, I don't even remember who was starting there. The Iowa's right tackle has been worse the last two seasons than even the Denver Broncos, if you can believe that or not. Uh, everything since Tristan Werps has been a uh, an abomination, I guess is what we'll go with. It's been freaking horrible. Uh, but um, Herbig is another guy who's like, kind of we talked about Yusir Abdullah earlier. Where is he playing? Where is Nate, Nick Herbig going to play? He is you know, 240 pounds, which is fine, but he's 6'2 with only 31-inch arm lengths. I mean, the length there is a major question mark for a player like that. And I think honest to God, he might be a little bit of a situational pass rusher who can maybe work in a little bit of stack looks uh, as well. He's got some good pass rush tape out there uh, without a doubt. He's been productive, but he's pretty small. So round four, round five, I think probably for her big, I know there was somebody out there in big uh, mock draft media that back in like November mocked Nick Herbig, I think in like the top 15 and that sent uh First off, that made me question my own sanity, but uh, day three kind of guy there, a little bit of inside-outside kind of player. Um, we got, I had a good question here from Jeremy. Seems like there's a plethora of backs in the middle of the draft. Who are your favorites? I've listed a few of them, but I'm looking round four, I think is the sweet spot for the Broncos to look in the draft. And I would, maybe round five as well, but I would love uh, Roshan Johnson from Texas. He's been the backup there, hidden behind uh, Bijan for a number of years, but because of that, he hasn't taken many carries. He's massive, and he's a special teams ace. I think he played like 500 special teams snaps the last couple seasons. Everybody in that Texas team loves him. Uh, they just talk about him as being an absolute like glue guy in the locker room. Uh, he's pretty much done anything they've asked of him. Um, came in as a quarterback recruit, was then moved to running back, uh, and then has been come the, become the backup quarterback, stayed at Texas behind a demigod superstar running back prospect and B. John Robinson and went out there and played special teams. I mean, God, he could have easily transferred to somewhere and be like, Oh, this is BS. I'm good enough to be anywhere else. Uh, so I really like uh, B. John Robinson. The other one then for me is Kenny McIntosh. The thing about Kenny McIntosh for me is that he's, is he like almost too much like uh, Samaji P Ryan? Who's again, another Jack of all traits, master of none. I don't know, but I really do like um, Kenny McIntosh. Somebody, if you want to have the ability to flex him out and be an option, in the pass game, that isn't just, you know, bubble screen dump offs, but actually like run some routes out of the backfield. I think Kenny McIntosh is a, a really interesting, good option uh, for the Broncos there round four. I'm curious to see what happens with Devon a chain. I mean, he's so small and light that maybe he falls a bit, but he's probably the most explosive player in the draft. Um, I also really like uh, tank Bigsby um, from Auburn runs extremely tough, not much tape or good tape, at least as like a pass catcher out of the backfield or a uh, run blocker, or a pass blocker, which is a big deal for me as a running back, but big fan of him as well. So, I mean, there's a, there's a number of really good running backs in this class this season. That goes all the way down, probably uh, 
round seven, you could probably find some guys who make sense. I really like Mohammed Ibrahim from Minnesota. Uh, he's older. He suffered a couple really terrible knee injuries. He's not a very good uh, home run threat, but God, he just reminds me so much of uh, CJ Anderson. He is a bowling ball. And like, I don't think I've ever seen him not break the first tackle. <laughs> it's like watching him play. It's like 10 yard run after 10 yard run. Like if he gets to the second level, somebody's going to take, take him down. There's no explosiveness to his game, but his ability to just grind yards is unbelievable. I mean, it really is. He was so good at Minnesota. Drove me actually a little bit nuts uh, watching him play. Um, Howler saying, does it make you sad? Talking about Caleb Williams and uh, Caleb Williams and Drake May. Seems like we're in the hamster wheel of suck based on us last year. If you look at 98 team at best, and that just sucks. Broncos could be a 10 and 11 win team. I think, you know, you had terrible injury luck last season. You had terrible coaching. You had terrible quarterback play. You had terrible scheme. Uh, you had you had really bad luck on one score games. A lot of that stuff trading around. You're right there at, you know, 10, 11 wins. So I could see them being 11 win team, but I could also see in them be a six win team. Uh, I don't see them being a 13, 14 win team, but I don't see them being a two win team. That's probably what it's going to take to get Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. Um, Jesse saying off to work. Have a great day. Broncos country. Thanks for the great show. Nick, you killed it. My voice is getting killed. Um, but uh, no, thank you so much. KB 82 says what players you see falling because the combine performance. Um, do you think they could thrive in the NFL like Suggs? People who struggled at the combine that could kill it. Gabe, <sighs> you're going to have to ask me that one again. I, if, if Scott was here, I could like, you know, look back at some of the data here and be like, oh yeah, this one makes sense. But uh, I am having a dead brain moment right now as far as disappointing players in the combine. Um, typically, you're looking at edge rusher, wide receiver, offensive tackle. Oh, okay. Well, as soon as I look at a list, it's a little bit easier. Jordan Addison didn't really have a spectacular combine. He's a really good uh, option uh, for the Broncos there. Or not for the Broncos, but he could be a really good player. So really like uh, uh, Jordan Addison didn't have an incredible uh, combine, but has a lot of good tape. Just knows how to get open. Um, Big fan of him. Maybe there's a cornerback as well that wasn't tremendously exceptional. I mean, Clark Phillips, small. Emmanuel Forbes, um, he was a big loser because of his size, but he's a lot of really good tape at Mississippi State. Now, he is such an outlier because of his size, but... A little bit concerning, and uh, Jeremy, maybe we'll get to a mock, but I gotta get to the, uh, gotta get to through these players. So we're on the next one here from Mel Kuyper. You list Mike Morris um, from Michigan says an enigma. Mike Morris uh, did not run well at the combine, about 280 pounds, could be a defensive end or a linebacker. He's somebody who tested terribly at the combine. His tape was up and down. I mean, he's 280. Is a, he's such a weird type of player? Had a good game against Iowa because everybody destroys their right tackle. Uh, but <laughs> he's a he's somebody I think you're talking about round. Four round five, maybe maybe round six, because he was so poor at the uh, the combine. But an interesting player nonetheless. Uh, the next one here, D Winters, linebacker from TCU. Some TCU talking here for you guys. Uh, D Winters, a really good player. I think we mocked D Winters to the Broncos in the seventh round once. He's a little bit smaller. I mean, that three three five stack uh, that TCU plays sometimes makes it hard to project uh, some of these guys to the NFL level because they just pretty much take a bunch of guys who played running back and, and say, hey go chase the football <laughs> and uh, it works for them, but it means that they don't always have the most easy fits and transition to the NFL. But do you interest think at the worst, you're going to have a good special teams player there. Again, we're talking day three after day three pick here with Mel Kuyper's mock uh, players here. Next one, edge rusher, Thomas Incum, central Michigan, thought he had an okay uh, senior bowl uh, stood out there a little bit from central Michigan, the Chippewas. I think he's six, two, but he's two sixty. plays with some violence, not an incredible athlete, but at the, the body type he has, the mass, I think he was okay uh, there. I think he's going to be a mid-day three pick and somebody who could project as a solid rotational player 
uh, down the line a little bit. So back to the chat. If you have any thoughts on some of those guys here, MCB coming in saying go blue. I lost some money on you guys versus uh, TCU, but they're talking a lot of those uh, final four teams. I, I don't dislike Michigan because I'm a big 10 guy. So I hope you guys do all well, but lose against Iowa every time. Dan Wilkins says station at JB LM for seven years of my life. Northwest Seattle weather sucks. Rain from October to May. Yeah. You know what? I lived in Iowa for most of my life, so I'll deal with the 40 to 55 degree rain in January through March. If it doesn't mean, you know, negative 20, if you fall down and stay outside too long, you die. Like I'm not about that anymore. I've gotten soft, uh, but I am ready for the nicer weather. And we had like the coldest March in 25 years or something. And now we're in the cold and the rain. So maybe it'll help with the snowpack. Maybe we'll get some snowpack means less wildfire potential in the uh, summer and fall, but we'll see. Kevin Grace comes in and says, Great show, Denver Broncos for life. Appreciate you. Back to the list here. Next one listed by Mel Kuyper. Blake Freeland, he says, uh, uh, thinks Blake Freeland can be coached up. Uh, got enormous athletic ability, solid year at BYU, but really struggled at the Senior Bowl. He's built high, and he's got a lot of technical work to do, so he's got to be coached up. Blake, Fre- Blake Freeland in the fourth round would be a nice pickup. Tested great, great jumper. He's such a linear player, though. I think he's going to have issues with uh, his change of direction, his ability to stay in front of players. Uh, but... Um, somebody that you take a swing on late and you hope for the best, but he was, he was really rough at the senior bowl. Guys are getting under him uh, left and right. He's tall, but he just struggles there. Offensive lineman listed here next by uh, Mel Kuyper, Colby Soresdale. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've watched zero Colby <laughs> from uh, William and Mary uh, tested. Okay. looks like he played mostly tackle at uh, William and Mary, but probably going to kick inside is a little bit light, but six, five um, and um, stood out that the, Collegiate Bowl, I believe. So somebody maybe undrafted free agent the Broncos could look at. There's a number of interior offensive linemen that are interesting for the Broncos that I would probably have listed before Colby there, um, but somebody to keep an eye on. I did mention already Emil Ekior. I really like him. Early round three for the Broncos is an option. Uh, Juice Scruggs, pretty good ty- uh, pretty good center for Penn State. John Gaines had the incredible um, combine. I think he had the best 20-yard shuttle this season, which is like one of the best indicators for success of offensive linemen. Uh, specifically on the interior. So he's one to keep an eye on. I think the Broncos brought in Chandler Zavala for a visit out of North Carolina, uh, North Carolina state. He had a really good, uh, really good season. He's only played left guard for North Carolina state, but he's a, he's one to keep an eye on. And I also really like Braden Daniels, uh, an interesting option uh, can play. I think all five spots for Utah. Um, He might go round three. The teams apparently love his uh, versatility. Next one listed Wanya Morris, Oklahoma, former five-star recruit transferred from Tennessee to Oklahoma Never really lived up to the billing, but has the body type and tools you're looking for there. Tyler Steen also listed. He's probably a round four to round six kind of guy. Some versatility. Might have to kick inside to guard, uh, but uh, Tyler Steen, Alabama, I thought had a pretty good year. Then we start to get into some of the wide receivers from Mel Kuyper, and he lists Marvin Mims Jr. We talked about him earlier. Carl and I talked about him for a long time. We love Marvin Mims. He's one of our favorites in the class. Um, if the Broncos took him round three, he'd be excited. He's an explosive down the field guy. He's not going to – he's not like a – overly explosive. We're not talking about like first round explosiveness, but uh, a sudden player, a little bit smaller frame who can do some stuff down the field with some toughness. Um, also the next ones list here are a little bit smaller school guys. Um, we're talking day three, maybe undrafted free agent, Jason Brownlee from Southern Miss uh, transferred from a community college, I believe to Southern Miss and Southern Miss had a dreadful passing game this year. It was pretty much just throw it up to Jason Brownlee. Yeah. Incredible contested catches highlights left and right. I think he is pretty reliant on the contested catch. Uh, didn't see much route running or separation ability, but he was just playing above the rim constantly. It worked for him, but I don't know if it's going to work at the next level. Not an amazing tester, but 
somebody who, you know, obviously toughness and ball skills uh, plays above the rim at 6'2". So he's interesting. And then finally, closing out the list here, another uh, Louisiana Raging Cajun in Michael Jefferson, who is six foot five player. He had a really incredible uh, 10 yard split. I think he was in like the 80th percentile for a six foot five, 215 pound wide receiver, which is big. He's a vertical guy through and through. I, he reminds me a lot of, uh, honestly, Marquez Callaway, who the Broncos just brought in, um, but uh, a linear player down the field and an X option for the Broncos that could be a wide receiver for um, that could develop into somebody. Um, KB82, what player you're trading up for? Uh, I maybe one of those centers if they fall, if, uh, Jameer Gibbs falls to like pick 55, I'm on the phone. <laughs> I think he'd be unbelievable for the Broncos. Um, so that'd be an interesting one. There's a number of players that I'd be at least on the phones for. I'm not going to, you know, crazy trade up. And if I did trade up, then I'd trade back from 68 to reaccumulate the capital that I just gave up. Uh, but he'd be, uh, those are some names to stick out. Uh, Derek Terrell coming in saying power quarterback would be a game changer, 10 to 15 games, Cam Newton type. Maybe that's uh, the oh God, the Oregon State Kalatata guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The do-everything tight end, running back, fullback, quarterback, linebacker that uh, they uh, were special teams ace that they were talking about bringing in. Um, but maybe Sean Clifford as well. I, I always have was a fan of the power quarterback um, for a few plays a game, specifically in the red zone. When it gets so condensed out there, if you have somebody who can you know do the Jalen Hurts kind of power quarterback options um, in those third and shorts and those uh, – goal line situations. I, I pretty much always did that when I played Madden and uh, NCAA football. Cause it just, I feel like give you so many more options. They're already playing condensed. Let's beat the hell out of them. Um, Robbie, have I been to a Seattle sea dragons game yet? No, I have not. The uh, weather's been too terrible. I mean, it was 38 degrees at the Mariners game the other day. It was <laughs> miserable out Patrick coming in saying aloha gents, Patrick, shout out to you. I guess I'm going a little long today and Gary Palmer saying morning, Nick, go Broncos morning to you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, man, Jeremy, I, I feel like I, I would love to do a mock draft. If I can pull one up here in a second, it's not coming up for me. Maybe I shouldn't do it. I'm already at 7:30. Can I do it? We'll see. Um, you guys talk amongst yourself in the in the in the class for a second while I uh, get this going. We'll go with the public. We'll carry less uh, less for positional value. Let's just do it. Draft needs less randomness. Let's turn randomness up. See, I'm in charge now, so I can really uh, go for it here in these uh, mock draft simulators. Um, I like to turn the randomness up because guess what? The mock, the, uh, the drafts are extremely random. So let's get it going here. Um, thoughts on Derek Hall, really tough player, um, leader at Auburn, really like him a little bit stiff, um, small, but heavy hands, good length, good leverage. Uh, I think he's somebody that if you fill the Broncos 67, 68, I would be ecstatic, uh, to add him to the room. So we're going long today, Jeremy, you better drop a super chat because I'm doing this for you after your peer pressured me a bit. Um, but, uh, we are going with the mock draft simulator here. Um, because I love you guys. Um, so let's get it going here. Um, we're not going to take too long on this. Um, are we going yet? Let's, uh, start the draft. We're going super speed. That's great. Um, Broncos don't pick for a bit. Um, so we got Jeremy first saying Hen and hooker would be too much heat for us. I don't give a hoot about too much heat for us. Go out there and compete. Go be a dude. Um, so we turned up the randomness a lot for the Broncos. And, uh, here we are with the, uh, Random players uh, available for the Broncos. So a number of options here. I think I'm just going to take the top two because they seem pretty op- obvious to me. Broncos could use edge. There's Will McDonald. That's great. Uh, Iowa State, they played him at like defensive end in a 3-3-5, uh, but he's going to be a much better pure edge, uh, in my opinion. And then uh, the Broncos, why do they need to tackle? They just signed to. Tell me, for the love of God, who's the backup? 
Um, I couldn't for the life of me. So Dewan Jones, we're, we turn up the randomness. We're going to mess with it a little bit today to have some fun. So two guys, will they be there? Probably not, but uh, it is what it is. Ryan, I'm going to try to get Trey Palmer for you here. Uh, extortion. I like it. See, yes, I'm doing it for you. Nick's getting ready to get into politics. I did this for you, Jeremy. Where's my money? Um, so now we're up here with the Broncos again. We're looking at a number of players here. There's uh, obviously with a bunch of running backs still available. Oh my God, running backs galore available. There's Marvin Mims. Have we taken a wide receiver yet? I don't think we have. I think we're going to go with Marvin Mims here. Um, he's a really good option. Will he be available there for the Broncos? Lord knows. I like Marvin Mims more than Nathan Dell. I like Hedden Hooker's here as well. We took Hedden Hooker last time. I think we're going to skip that for this one. I don't think I've taken Marvin Mims uh, yet in these mock draft simulators. It says his rank is 109. The Broncos are picking him 108. Maybe he's available. Let's do it. Marvin Mims there. We're going to show Scott this mock, and he's uh, going to be crazy. He says never there in the fourth. Well, maybe I'll work in Trey Palmer for you in my actual uh, mock draft. Palmer's gone at 65. Crazy. Um, well, then I could never take him, so Ryan can't get too mad at me. Um, wasn't even available. So now we're on the clock again for the Broncos. Who have we taken so far? We've taken Dewan Jones. We've taken um, Xavier McDonald, and we've taken Marvin Mims. Feeling pretty good. Have not hit the interior offensive line yet. Um, but uh, the guy who's really standing out here for me in this mock draft simulator where we're at right now is, uh, man, there go all the running backs that I was interested in. That's okay. We'll find somebody later. There's always one I like later. But the one who really sticks out for me here is Zach Pickens. Um, he is a really good inside uh, pass rusher. I think he can line up one technique. He's actually got the body type um, to be a defensive tackle and a starting potential defensive tackle uh, in the league. I think he could end up going in the round three. So to get him in round five is an absolute steal. Uh, really strong at the point of attack, great length, uh, tested extremely well too. I think he was some of one of the best jumpers, um, of jumpers, one of the best vertical and broads at the combine this year for a defensive lineman. Who's pretty big. So I am a huge fan of, uh, um, Zach Pickens. Uh, I honestly, when I was doing my mock draft recently, uh, before the free agency kicked off, I'm like, okay, I'm, I want to take an interior defensive lineman round four. Who are some options here? I went with Moro Jomo because they were probably going to lose Draymond Jones. Uh, but Zach Pickens is a really great option um, for the, the Broncos there at that one. So now we're on the board again for the Broncos. We're picking 195, our last pick of the one, uh, last pick of the mock here. The one who's sticking out to me here is Juice Scruggs um, from Penn State. He's a little bit small. I don't know if I love him there in that mold. I really do think Dorian Thompson Robinson is an option, option, uh, awesome option for the Broncos here as well. Oh, man. Have we gone tight end yet? Dylan Parham is a fantastic blocking tight end. Some people have him as the second best blocking tight end in this class. Um, he, man, I might do it. I might go with my guy here. Uh, sorry, you guys. I know you, you're really probably going to force me to go with the interior offensive lineman here, but you know, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that in this mock because we didn't get the interior offensive lineman we wanted. Uh, instead we end up going with, uh, we bring in Connor McGovern. We pay Connor McGovern to come in because we did not find great value in the draft. We just need to find good players. I think Payne Durham is a better player than Juice Scruggs. So uh, that's an easy pick for me. Uh, you know how I am. I want to get that value in here. So uh, there it is. I don't think I pick again. So sorry, guys. Juke Scruggs. What a name. Not for me. Um, that's not Dylan Parham. Did I say the name wrong? Par- uh, Dylan Parham was the... God, you're right. Dylan Parham was the interior offensive lineman from Memphis last year. We have Payne Durham, who is the pick from... Uh, Purdue, great tight end from the University of Purdue, great uh, blocking tight end. And here we go. The uh, randomness of the simulator really, uh, really, really uh, did me a favor and gave me crazy good grades in this one. So I'm going to tell Scott, Scott, you wouldn't believe it. 
maybe we turn up the randomness a little bit too high on that one. Um, <laughs> that's my voice saying it's time to go. I even started the show 15 minutes later because I said, uh, you know, what? I'm going to go only go half an hour today. That'll be fine. Here we are at 55 minutes. Um, so uh, Payne Durham uh, pick there. So let's go through it. Will McDonald, A plus edge rusher. I think he's probably going to go in the top 40, but he fell to us there. Dewan Jones getting a tackle. The Broncos signed two tackles. I don't give a hoot. Tell me who the backup is. It's not good. So Dewan Jones comes in there, uh, an option for the Broncos, absolutely massive. Uh, Marvin Mims, I love Marvin Mims. If, they, if we'd have taken Marvin Mims around pick 67, 68, I'd have been like, oh, great pick. Uh, Zach Pickens, good play. Honestly, every single one of these picks, I think, is probably around higher than I ended up taking them uh, for the value. But uh, we'll take it. I'll share this with Eric, and he'll get mad at me because I say it'll never happen. It's like, hey, blame the simulator. Actually, blame Jeremy Sean because um, he made me do it. But uh, that's going to have to do it for us, guys. Uh, I need to get out of here. I need to go walk the dog in the miserable cold rain. Um, But you guys have a great one. Thank you, everybody who came in and uh, contributed to the show today. Uh, Michael Ronquillo, uh, Miguel Santa-Steven, Mike Gibbons coming in big, 1999. Gary Palmer. Did I not say hi to Gary? If I didn't say hi to Gary, morning, Nick, go Broncos. Gary, you are a real one. We really appreciate you. The notorious GLP. Um, Gila Maple is coming in $20 as well. And I believe there was another $20 one coming out. Oh, Mark Schrader, $15. So you guys are amazing. Um, we really do appreciate you coming in. Uh, it's definitely nice to feel the love um, when you're going solo as well, because it is, uh, it's definitely significantly harder <laughs> to do the shows by yourself to deal with all the information here and talk with you guys and make sure there's nobody, por- no porn bots coming in here or anything like that. I guess this isn't Twitter, so we don't see that as much. Um, but yeah, you guys are great. Appreciate you. Make sure you're following myself on Twitter. If you have any other questions or something I didn't get to on here, seriously, if you at me on Twitter and you talk, ask me a draft question or a Broncos question or hiking question also, um, then uh, get at me on that. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Make sure you click the thumbs up on the way out the door. I'm going to do a little bit of Charlie day with the kitten mittens. Like, does your cat make too much noise all the time? You'll see the two thumbs up there. Make sure you're following me on Twitter and also make sure you're following us at BFB underscore pod and at mile high huddle. If you haven't done so yet, if you're on Facebook, make sure you're joining us on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. Also hit us up on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. If you're on listening after the fact, we still love you. If you're listening after the fact, you can come in and leave a comment on the show. Scott goes in, you know, 24 hours later and sees what's going on in the chat. Uh, So even if you comment after the show, it is being seen and Scott's, you know, pulls some ideas um, or things that we want to talk about. Uh, if we miss you after the fact. So especially if you're dropping super chats after the fact, um, if you're listening to us after the fact, though, make sure you're finding us on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we really do appreciate that. I'm trying to bury the ones that were giving me all the crap about the, uh, my computer crashing and the internet. So I think we fixed both. I've been, I ran two shows by myself. And I don't think there were many internet issues. You guys would let me know. Right. I never felt I got, uh, um, never got, a. Uh, caught up or anything so we'll take it uh, a plus pod thanks you guys keith saying great show michael ronquillo the one and only um killing it here mark saying thank you the most unreal draft ever i've ever seen yet uh hey you guys witnessed it i ran the simulator i didn't make it up so uh it's so good and yeah Iki says the computer's going well um and yeah shout out to scott as well he works extremely hard he's here all the time and uh, he's like do you really need me to do the show i'm like scott go spend time with your family, man. It's uh, it's all good. You don't have to worry about me. I can, I can hang by myself for a little bit. It's uh, it's all good, but uh, Oh, we got an a minus from the internet today. We'll take it. I think the, uh, the a minus comes in from Streamyard, not because of me. We're not going to blame me at all. 
I have no faults today. <laughs> but you guys have a great one. Hope you enjoyed the show. We went a full hour again. <sighs> you guys just you guys just bring it out of me. I can't I can't stop. Um, but uh, appreciate everyone. Make sure you have a great rest of your Thursday. Uh, do what you can to continue to choose kindness and compassion. I know it's hard out there sometimes, uh, but you know, make that choice. Uh, continue to just be a be the bigger person and just you know, you care, just care. Um, really do appreciate all you everybody who came in and supported today. Always a lot of fun. You guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Have a great weekend. Go Broncos. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.